News Source 1 Michiana, where faith and community news come together. This is News for Your Day, hosted by the staff of News Source 1 Michiana, Keith Thews, Rachel Gill, Sylvia Stark, Pastor Joel Irvin, and Ron Varash, bringing you news that is important to you. So get the coffee boiling, get up out of bed, rise and shine, feet on the floor, and smile the day away. Let's get on with the news. From ABC News, I'm Richard Cantu. Labor peace in Columbus, Ohio, where public school teachers in the state's largest district overwhelmingly approved a new three-year contract, ending a strike and allowing for classes to start today. This contract shows that when we fight together, we win together. Teachers Union spokeswoman Regina Fuentes, the New Deal calls for raises of 12% over three years. A salary increase for each of the next three years that will help attract and retain the high-quality educators that our students deserve. The new contract also calls for air-conditioned classrooms by 2025. Armed with a semi-automatic rifle, a man walked into a grocery store in Bend, Oregon and started shooting. He killed at least two people before apparently taking his own life. Bend, Oregon Police Chief Mike Krantz. Officers responded, and when they arrived, they entered the Safeway immediately, still hearing shots. They found the apparent shooter dead inside Safeway. Ben police fired no shot, says the chief. For now, the victims and the shooter have not been publicly identified. A two-hour launch window opens about in about four hours. Conditions permitting, NASA will launch the Artemis One, first ever flight of its SLS rocket and Orion capsule. It's a 40-day uncrewed test flight around the moon to shake out the craft. The last manned flight to the moon was Apollo 17 back in 1972. Ross McKenzie has lived in that area since 1966 and remembers the Apollo launch as well. Something good will come out of it. I don't think we knew all the discoveries, inventions, progress we'd make even from our first time to the moon. If all goes well with this test flight, by 2024, Americans could be going to the moon to stay. ABC's Morgan Norwood. In the Netherlands, a truck drove off a dike and slammed into a community barbecue south of Rotterdam. Six people were killed, seven others hospitalized, one in critical condition. You're listening to ABC News. With an eye toward creating a more global and diverse Catholic church, Pope Francis elevated 20 new cardinals over the weekend. One American among the new cardinals, San Diego's Archbishop Robert McElroy. A wonderful feeling of, uh, of exhilaration and, uh, and of a new mission or an enhanced mission. McElroy, a progressive in the church, has taken a stand against those U.S. bishops who deny Holy Communion to Catholic politicians who support abortion rights. And last year, he signed a statement in support of LGBTQ youth with a small group of other bishops. ABC's Terry Moran at Vatican City. In this country, a 70-year-old baseball card smashed the record for the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia to be sold at auction. ABC's Brian Clark with the story. The sports memorabilia industry has skyrocketed in value in recent years, and that value reached a new high Sunday. A 1952 mint-condition Mickey Mantle baseball card sold at auction for a record $12.6 million. The previous record 
record $9.3 million for a Diego Maradona soccer jersey was set just a few months ago. Other recent sales have seen buyers spend more than $7 million on a Honus Wagner baseball card and over $6 million for a Muhammad Ali heavyweight championship belt. The seller of the mantle card bought it for $50,000 in 1991. Ryan Clark, ABC News. This is ABC News. This is what being live is all about. This is ABC News Live. All right, we're going to move back. Let's move back. We're surrounded by people squeezing into this bomb shelter. We're on an urgent delivery run. Not afraid to go there. So my question, Mr. President, what are you so afraid of? Breaking news, live events. This is the moment. Lift off. Streaming straight to you, anytime, anywhere. You just met one friend right here. This is ABC News Live. Thanks for streaming with us. Here is your weather for Monday. Severe thunderstorms are forecast today. Monitor our page throughout our day. Laporte, Stark, Pulaski, and northwest Indiana has been placed into enhanced risk for hail and damaging winds. Points east and south are in a slight risk. We are staying on top of the situation. Late afternoon is your big time frame. Keep your weather radios active. Monday. A chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 4 p.m. Some of the storms could produce heavy rainfall. High near 88. Southwest wind 10 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 20 mph. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New rainfall amounts between a quarter and half of an inch possible. Monday night. Showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 1 a.m. Some of the storms could produce heavy rainfall. Low around 65. Southwest wind around 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New rainfall amounts between a quarter and half of an inch possible. Tuesday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 78. West wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Now the latest from NASA is the launch time this morning is delayed for fuel loading issues and early morning lightning. We have plenty of links to watch. When it launches, here is what is going to occur. Uh, our first planned launch attempt will be August 29th, uh, with planned splashdown of October the 10th. Uh, Charlie Blackwell-Thompson and her team at the Launch Control Center in, uh, at Kennedy Space Center will uh, hand over the vehicle once they launch that vehicle and unleash the 8.8 million pounds of thrust. Uh, we'll start our journey. Uh, if we could just have the graphic there. Uh, once, uh, once we start the liftoff uh, and the, uh, the vehicle clears the tower, uh, we'll start a roll program uh, that will t bring the Orion capsule to a heads-down position, much like we did in, sh in shuttle. Uh, we'll, uh, about a minute into the, to the flight, uh, we'll experience our maximum dynamic pressure, and so the, uh, the four core stage engines will throttle down for that, uh, that period. Uh, throttle back up, uh, and then uh, about two minutes into the flight, uh, the uh, solid rocket booster motor engines will expend their fuel and they will uh, uh, detach from the core stage, uh, splash down in the Pacific, uh, cor correction, the Atlantic. Uh, we uh, continue on uh, to another uh, about three and a half minutes or so. The uh, service module uh, panels will jettison along with the uh, launch abort system and those will expose the solar rays on the service module and the uh, capsule uh, of Orion, the, the, the uh, command module. Continuing on further uh, throughout uh, the, uh, the, the flight uh, until uh, about eight and a half minutes uh, where we will have main engine cutoff. And um, after main engine cutoff, we'll separate the core stage from the uh, combined Orion and uh, upper stage or interim control 
uh, upper stage, inert propulsion control upper stage. Uh, that will continue on uh, then to uh, about 18 minutes MET mission elapsed time. Uh, we'll deploy the Orion solar arrays uh, to provide power to the batteries. Uh, that'll take about 12 minutes to deploy. Uh, we'll continue on to our first uh, burn that is going to be performed by the upper stage. That's called the perigee raise maneuver. Uh, the core stage puts us in a, uh, an orbit that's a 16 nautical miles by 975 nautical mile orbit. Uh, so if, uh, if we did nothing at that point uh, to, to correct the, the, the perigee side or the, the small side, that 16 nautical mile more orbit, uh, the whole capsule would come back uh, to the Earth, just like the core stage is going to do in the Pacific. Uh, we'll perform that uh, perigee raise maneuver to 100 nautical miles at approximately 51 minutes into the mission. Uh, the whole time, the, uh, the uh, upper stage will be in control of the stack. Uh, in the interim, it'll be doing uh, several maneuvers uh, to get to a uh, solar-friendly attitude for the Orion spacecraft. It'll also uh, do some roll maneuvers uh, to, uh, to make sure that the, uh, thermal, the, the, the whole vehicle is thermally conditioned. Uh, pressing on forward, uh, once we have uh, attained a, a safe orbit uh, with the perigee rays maneuver, we'll continue on. And our, our final maneuver by the upper stage will be the translunar injection orbit uh, maneuver uh, by the upper stage. That will be at approximately an hour and uh, 20, 30 minutes into the flight. That'll be about an 18 minute burn uh, and will send us all the way to the moon uh, approximately a quarter million miles away. And uh, once, uh, once we completed the, the translunar injection uh, maneuver, uh, and uh, separate the upper stage from the Orion spacecraft, uh, then my team will hand over to Rick and uh, he'll, he'll start the majority of the mission there. So Rick, you wanna talk about that? All right, and if we can go to the next chart, please. So there's really no time to catch our breath. We really hit the ground running. Um, as you'll see on this first chart, um, uh, after we separate from the upper stage, uh, it actually does a disposal burn, which sends it on a trajectory to the, to the moon, a heliocentric, which is it'll swing around the moon and then head towards the sun. Um, and on its way to the moon, it actually uh, will be deploying a handful of t 10 uh, CubeSats, their secondary payloads. We have no interaction with those secondary payloads. Uh, the only thing we're concerned with is their initial trajectories, um, where they're being deployed, so we can do a, uh, an assessment on, on a potential recontact. Uh, everything should go nominal when there's no concern, but we, we need to make sure that their trajectory is what we expect. So um, with that, uh, I want to I I get away from this chart. Let's go to the next chart. Uh, we'll take off the ICPS piece of it. So. Uh, <laughs> It's, I'm going to talk through a lot of this. You know, it's 42 days, and I'm going to try and do it in a, just a handful of minutes. So um, by all means, there'll be plenty of time to ask questions after, after we're all finished here. Um, so uh, I said we hit that first day. We hit the ground running. Uh, one of the first things we're going to do is a, uh, we have to do a, a test of our guidance and navigation control system. There's a set of gains that are used. Um, and, and the way they fire the thrusters uh, in our normal um, uh, attitude control. And we need to make sure those gains are set such that we don't damage our solar arrays. So we're going to be doing that right after. That's one of the first things we do once we once we separate. And then we're also on that first day going to do um, uh, the first of a, a handful of um, outboard trajectory correction burns. And this very first one, we're going to actually be checking out the um, uh, orbital maneuvering system. It's the big engine that we'll be using. Um, we want to check that out. 
because that's the big burn. Uh, that's the engine we're going to use when we do the big burn on the out, uh, outbound-powered flyby as we go by the moon. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit uh, shortly. But uh, that first that first burn, like I said, it's a checkout. It also will get us uh, moving ahead of the upper stage and those satellites. So we should get to the moon somewhere on the order of two and a half hours before before the satellites and the upper stage do. So there's no, that's why there's no really concern of, uh, of recontact. So on our way to the moon, um, like I said, we'll be doing a, a series of these outbound trajectory corrections. They're very small, uh, or at least they're designed to be small. If we end up having dispersions because a burn didn't go as planned, then we'll make it up in a, in a subsequent burn. Uh, I think we have, a, we have four of those on the way to the moon, and those all set us up for what I said is the outbound powered flyby. That's the big burn that will we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, actually move Orion, then it'll send it up to uh, the distant retrograde orbit. So when we do that burn and we go by the, by the moon, we're going to be about 60 miles off the surface of the, of the, of the moon. It's going to be spectacular. Um, we'll be holding our breath. But yeah, um, and to that note, uh, when we actually that burn actually executes, it, uh, Orion will be on the other side of the moon, and we won't have we won't have time with it. So we'll be praying and holding our breath, um, but uh, confident that uh, all will go well. So after that burn, like I said, it sends us up to the uh, distant retrograde orbit. Um, a couple days uh, after that burn, we will do what we call an insertion burn. It's a, a distant retrograde. Uh, orbit insertion. Uh, we'll also use that big that big engine, the Ohms engine, to enter uh, the distant retrograde orbit. And then, once we're in the uh, distant re retrograde orbit, we're going to spend um, we're going to spend a little over two weeks there. Uh, you've heard us talk about long class missions and short class missions. The only difference in those two types of missions are the length of stay in the distant retrograde orbit. For a, a short class mission, we just do a half a lap, and then we head back towards the moon. Um, for the long class, we do a full lap and a half, and it's a little over, over two weeks. Uh, while we're in the distant retrograde orbit, we'll be, um, uh, we'll be doing what we call orbit maintenance burns. They're small burns just to keep our, our orbit uh, in sync. Um, we'll do that over the course of the next two weeks, and then we'll do uh, what we call a distant retrograde departure burn. It's another large burn uh, that uses the Ohms engine, and that'll send us back to the, back to the moon and um, on our way back, now we're doing what we call uh, return uh, trajectory corrections, RTCs. And we'll do a series of those all the way back to, the, back to Earth. Um, so we have a couple of those. Then that sets us up for um, the return power flyby. That is our most critical burn of the mission. If, if something happens with that one and we don't execute it, then it's a loss of, of the Ryan capsule. We have to do that one. Um, but we're, we, we, we plan accordingly. We have download capabilities, and we can talk about that if you have questions. But uh, so we do the, the RPF, which actually sets up the entry interface. That's the, the area where we, when we enter the atmosphere uh, several days later and sets up our, our splashdown uh, off the coast of California. Uh, on the return trip back to the, back to the Earth, uh, we do a series of these uh, correction burns that I talked about, and it's all to make sure that we hit that entry interface uh, target uh, as designed. And, um, you know, I, I've gone through the mission very quickly. Uh, just so you know, on those days, those days where we're coasting the moon, we're doing a lot of, a lot of uh, activities. We're doing a lot of developmental flight test objectives to just basically test out the onboard systems. 
Uh, we're doing a, a public affairs outreach event every day where we maybe maneuver, do a selfie of Orion with the moon in the background or the, or the <laughs> earth in the background. Um, we'll, on some days we're going to try and catch the earth rise. That's a spectacular uh, image. Uh, there's a couple milestones throughout the mission uh, where we actually enter the sphere of influence of the lunar, you know, where the lunar gravity really starts taking effect. Uh, that's a milestone that we'll try to capture in a public affairs imagery. Um, when we get to the point where we're actually the furthest away that uh, any human-rated spacecraft's ever been, further than any of the Apollo vehicles went, we'll, we'll, we, we want to capture that uh, in a public affairs event. Uh, so, so we'll be busy the whole mission. Um, And it's time for our weird facts from Parade.com. Number seven on the list. I'm having a hard time believing this. But it says Canada eats more macaroni and cheese than any other nation in the world. Can you believe that? I like macaroni and cheese. I'm, I'm willing to say maybe that's not right. <laughs> And number nine on the list, another weird fact. A French general gave John Quincy Adams a pet alligator. Adams kept it in one of the White House bathtubs and enjoyed showing it off. Can you believe that? Good morning. Here are some small businesses representing South Bend, Indiana, Plymouth, Indiana, as well as Dwajak, Michigan. Kicking things off at South Bend. You can visit Just Goods located at 714 East Jefferson Boulevard. And the phone number for them is 574-286-5878. And you can also visit them at justgoods.mobi. You can also head over to Inspire Me, also in South Bend, at 520 East Colfax with the phone number of 574-232-1798 and you can hop online and visit them at inspiremeonline.com and rounding off South Bend is Alley on the Boulevard located at 722 East Jefferson and the phone number for them is 574-274-3110 and you can look them up at shop alley online.com going over to Plymouth, Indiana you could check out the Trading Post 523 located at 523 East Jefferson the number of 574-935-5460 and you could visit them at twicetreasuredvendorshop.com you can also go to No Kai Simple Treasure located at 104 North Michigan Street, the phone number 574-936-6369. You can also head over to the Remembrance Center, located at 1218 South Michigan Street in Plymouth. And the number for them is 574-935-8401. And you can look them up at johnson-danielson.com. And heading over to Michigan in Dewajek, you can check out Rosie Tomorrow's located at 120 South Front Street with the phone number 269-783-1155. You can never, who knew? Consignment located at 119 South Front Street 
with the phone number of 269-782-9800. And you can check them out at whoknewcassignment.com. That is who, K-N-E-W-Cassignment.com. And you also, if you're into books, you can look go over to Olympia Books, located at 208 South Front, uh, Front Street. In front of them is 269-462-5890. Hope you enjoy some of these small businesses located in South Bend, Indiana, Plymouth, Indiana, and Dwajak, Michigan. Take care and have a wonderful day. Elkhart, Indiana. Coming up October 1st at That Church on the Rise will be a concert put on by Unspoken with comedian Mikey Bell and featuring a local band, All Four Generations. And they are located at 28082 County Road 4 in Elka, Indiana. I just happen to know the wife of one of the lead musicians of the band. And they are fantastic. If you would like to attend their performance, it would only cost you $20 for general admission. Get your tickets now, and the show will start at approximately 7 p.m. And for more information about that, you can connect with them at For All Generations Facebook page to get a little bit more information on what's happened. Take care. Here comes a classic memory from the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association Telethon years. Get ready for this weekend. It's gonna be a blast here on New Source One. <clears throat> make, 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 make silent night. Make the world a better place. That's what to do. Brighten up the little space God gave to you. Men must be what they must be. And when at times you disagree, then search your heart and set it free to see their point of view. Make the world a better place, that's why you're here. Just a smile, a warm embrace, can dry a tear. Though there's sorrow everywhere, there is hope for those who care. Meet the problems face to face. Love can save the human race. So let's begin to make the world a better place. Thank you.
another visit with the Commodores. Hello, New York. Singing proud, oh, you're singing proud. Oh, 
Every day, firefighters put on their boots and save lives in their community. Those same boots are also helping in the fight against muscular dystrophy. When you fill the boot for MDA, you're helping to save and improve lives of kids and adults fighting muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other diseases that limit muscle strength and mobility. Fill the boot for MDA. Folks, I also have an update for the food bank for September where their mobile distribution sites will be. And for Elkhart County, Friday, September 17th, I'm sorry, Friday, September 16th in Elkhart County, 10 a.m. to noon while supplies last, is going to be at the East Goshen Mennonite Church, 2019 East Lincoln Avenue in Goshen. Uh, Friday, September 16th, same time for St. Joseph County, 11.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. at HealthLink, 1708 High Street on South Bend. Uh, another day, Tuesday, September 20th, St. Joseph County is going to be at the South Bend Cubs parking lot at 501 West South Street in South Bend. That's from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, don't miss out on, on all these great dates to get some free food, people. Food's expensive now, and we got to... Get in where we fit in with the food. The 6th Annual Lakeville Fall Festival will be held October 8th at the Lakeville Wetland Barn. There will be tents and vendors set up in the Wetland Barn and Wooded Wetland Park. There will be live music and entertainment all day as well as train and hay rides. Kids games, food and refreshments will be available. The event starts at 9 a.m. and runs until 8 p.m. Will be local craft vendors from 9 to 4 p.m. A beer garden tent noon to 8 p.m. A tractor show from 10 to 2. Officials say they have room for more vendors. Call the town hall for more information. 574-784-8311. That's the Fall Festival for the Town of Lakeville on October 8th, 2022. Happy Friday. Welcome to Happy and Whole in Him. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. We've been considering the Holy Spirit and how He joins us to our dear Lord Jesus. And I wanted to end this week on a high note with the glorious reality that we belong to God's family. Jesus wants you to take in what he said in John 14, 23, that for those who love him and obey him, he and the Father will come and make their home with them, with you, because you are family. The moment you trusted in Jesus, not only were you forgiven and given a new heart, but you became family. And this is hard to believe, right? Well, the Spirit was given to testify to this happy reality. In Romans 8, 15 to 17, we hear, The Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. This here is the apex, the highest glory. 
you can call, cry out to the creator of the cosmos, Abba, Father. You may have heard the biblical principle that when two or more agree, well, the Spirit comes alongside us and testifies with us, with our spirit, that we are not who we once were. We belong to God. We receive the same Spirit that descended on Jesus in his baptism, at which point we heard the Father say, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Let me ask you, do you take in that reality that the Father is looking down, well pleased with you, pronouncing the same thing? Now, if you struggle with that, this may be because you're looking at your failures. You look at yourself and say, I'm not that good at the things I try to do and be. I failed at this, and I failed at that, and now I have this staring at me. And it is right at this point, the Holy Spirit comes along, and you know what He doesn't do? He doesn't push us aside and say, move over, you failed again, I got this. You know, that's what we might do, but not the Spirit of Christ. Remember how we talked about how Jesus left us bodily, but his heart remains here on earth with us because he sent the Spirit. The Spirit comes to us, gentle and lowly like Jesus. He comes to those weary and burdened, and he looks to be yoked with us. The Spirit says, I see you're struggling here. Let me help. We can do this together. That's why Paul right after gives an illustration of how the Spirit does this. In verse 26 of chapter 8 of Romans, he says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Have you ever looked at all your mess, all your junk, a horrible day, and you look up to God, and you don't even know what to say? Ever been there? And the Spirit sees you in this moment, in your weakness. And He says, let me come alongside you in this. You simply hold out this mess to God and I'll do the groaning for you. Do you see what a friend we have in the Spirit? And I want to make one more point. The struggles you have in life as you seek to live to love God. The groans you make with the Spirit as you wander in the wilderness. These are not a sign of your having a problem. Quite the opposite. This is evidence we're sharing in Christ's suffering. Our privilege as God's children is perhaps not most evident when we're on the mountaintop, but rather when we are in the valley. This is why you can smile when the trials of life come. You're taking up your cross like Jesus did on the way to glory for the joy set before him. And one day you will get to look at the family photo album. And as you look at your life, year after year, you're going to see something stunning. Each year, as you matured in faith and hope through the trials, more and more and more, you began to take on the likeness of Jesus Christ, the beloved Son. So when the next trial comes, remember who you are and who you belong to. And smile, because that may cause your neighbor to see Jesus. And there's no greater joy or privilege than reflecting our big brother. Let's pray. What manner of love is this, Heavenly Father, that we should be called your children, and such we are. Forgive us for the times we fail to appreciate that our future is secure 
We are forever forgiven and forever adopted that very moment we first trusted in Jesus. Please help us to purify ourselves as we hope in him that we may shine his glory in 2020. Amen. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Julia Chapman. More than a thousand people have been killed since mid-June in flooding in Pakistan as rescue workers continue to evacuate residents from what is being described as a climate catastrophe. Our correspondent Rebecca Bundon reports. Heavy rains are continuing to cause flooding in Pakistan, millions have been displaced and hundreds of thousands of homes have been destroyed. Crops and villages have been swept away by the water. Pakistan's government has been appealing for international financial aid to help manage the situation. The only way for rescuers to reach some flood-affected areas is by helicopter due to damage to roads. Millions of people are in need of food, water and shelter. Japan is pushing to rebuild Africa's financing development as a two-day Tokyo International Conference on African Development comes to an end in Tunisia. The Japan-led conference is aimed at curbing China's influence in the region. Tisanka Siripala reports from Tokyo. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida is calling for fair and transparent lending practices to ensure sustainable development in Africa. He is pledging $30 billion in public and private sector aid as well as loans over the next three years. China provides the largest volume of loans to African countries, but these loans have been criticized by Japan as leaving developing countries with large amounts of debt and tough repayment rules. Some African countries are struggling to repay debts as they face the dual burdens of COVID-19 and rising food prices following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. China dismisses allegations that it's creating debt traps. Tsanga Sirapala in Tokyo. NASA is returning to the moon for the first time in 50 years, since the 1972 Apollo mission. The Space Launch System rocket, or SLS, is due to blast off on Monday, despite a series of lightning strikes hitting the area around the launch pad during a thunderstorm over the weekend. Our US correspondent Jagruti Dave has more on the test flight. There are no astronauts on Artemis 1. Instead, NASA's most powerful rocket is taking a new Orion capsule into orbit around the moon on a mission that's expected to last 42 days. A successful mission would also put the Artemis program on track to get astronauts back on the moon and eventually the first humans to Mars and beyond. But a trip to the moon doesn't come cheap, with US taxpayers footing the $93 billion bill for the Artemis program. Space is also becoming the new frontier for American competition with China and Russia. NASA is hoping this one small step for Artemis could be one giant leap for the future of space exploration. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking today and tomorrow at the 12-month anniversary of the US military withdrawal from Afghanistan. It's being marked on Tuesday. Critics contend it was botched by the Biden administration, though the president insisted at the time that there was no clean way for US-led forces to depart the country. He argued the US would maintain an over-the-horizon security operation to act against any threats of terrorism emanating from Afghanistan, but what of the situation inside the country one year after the Taliban shocked the world with their rapid return to power? Jim Lindsay is with the New York-based Council on Foreign Relations. The Taliban have the guns, but they don't look to have the competence to run the country. 
They've sidelined a lot of the people who have the technical ability to make a government or a country run. Then you have the additional problem that the Taliban is still trying to enforce its rule in many parts of the country. It is being attacked by members of the Islamic State in Khorasan, the ISK, giving a Taliban a taste of its own medicine. The result is a humanitarian crisis of epic proportions. Some 18 million Afghans face acute food insecurity, and some 4 million Afghan children are acutely malnourished. Tomorrow, who bears the responsibility for reacting to that looming disaster? With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. To recap the top stories, more than a thousand people have been killed since mid-June in flooding in Pakistan as rescue workers continue to evacuate residents. Japan is pushing to rebuild Africa's financing development as a Tokyo-led conference comes to an end in Tunisia. And NASA is returning to the moon for the first time in 50 years, since the 1972 Apollo mission. That's the latest feature story news. Julia Chapman reporting. Get ready, folks, for Labor Day weekend. Yes, it's that time of the year that we remember the Muscular Dystrophy Association and News Source One, Michiana on Facebook, is glad to bring you all the memories coming up with great hosts here locally of Jim Felix, Rachel Kleckner, Sylvia Stark, and myself, Keith Thews. We have performers this year. Marty Miles, Sid Ottman, Lisa Marie Nicole, and many others coming at you. Plus, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful memories from the Jerry Lewis Telethon years, all for a great cause, Muscular Dystrophy Association, and give to their website, www.mda.org. Hey, we're making a muscle, we're making a difference, and it's the fifth year that we've been doing this here in Michiana. So get ready. We're party is starting at about 8.45 on Sunday, going till 4.30 with Jerry singing, you'll never walk alone to wrap it up on Labor Day. It's gonna be a blast. Get ready, MDA 2022. Folks, I have a job announcement for you. This comes from Doug Williams. I need some help in locating someone willing to work. The position will be a part-time position, at least for now. It does involve heavy lifting, such as pulling and putting cartons of fasteners on skids, loading them into our van and delivering to our customer. Our customer in particular requires to put the fasteners directly on their shelves when we deliver. This person would also need to be able to do cycle counts at some of our customer locations. The working hours would be from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. This would enable someone to be able to get their kids to school in the morning and be home when they get home. Requirements are as follows. Driver's license with good driving record, able to lift 50 pounds or more, willingness to be at work every day, some tow motor lift truck experience, preferred but not required. As I mentioned, this is currently a part-time position and does not offer benefits, but it could possibly become a full-time at a later date and benefits would be offered. I will discuss the hourly wage when we talk. If you're interested, please message me for an interview. 
Thanks. Due to company policy, I'm not able to hire family. That comes from Doug Williams. Um, our station manager, Keith Hughes, from New Source, Michi New Source One, Michiana, had tagged me in that post and had asked me to read this job posting if anybody needs a part-time position. Hey there, folks. Let me tell you about some more exciting news that I've discovered. Amtrak on hiring spree looking to fill 4,000 positions. Yep, you heard that right. There are now 4,000 ways to be working on the railroad. This comes from CBS News. Amtrak is kicking off a massive hiring spree. It's looking to fill 4,000 positions, some based in Chicago. The job includes management, finance, technology, and customer service. Many of the positions start at 21 an hour. The company is hosting dozens of virtual career fairs in coming months. To find more information, go to careers.amtrak.com. I always thought that would be an exciting to career to work for the railroad company or to even be a flight attendant would be really cool. Welcome to 2022 Talks, where we are following our democracy in historic times. Trump has cost them the House in 2018. He cost them the Senate in 2020. The House is likely to flip, but he very well could cost them a very winnable Senate majority, too. Cook Political Report editor Jessica Taylor says the chance of a red wave in November is shrinking, as former President Donald Trump's chosen candidates create fractures in the GOP. With the overturning of Roe v. Wade and the January 6th congressional hearings, the generic congressional ballot is all but tied. Cook's outlook for the House had been a GOP gain of 20 to 30 seats, but that's now 10 to 20 seats. In the Senate, the parties appear tied with eight toss-up races. A little more than two months until Election Day, political analyst Bill Kristol notes President Joe Biden's approval is up slightly at about 42%. He says an unpopular president is a drag on his party. On the other hand, voters are also capable of saying, not crazy about Biden, but let's look at the two parties that are competing for control of the Senate and the House and what their agendas are and what their leadership is. And Trump is now as much on the ballot as Biden. Meanwhile, an Axios poll found about 60 percent of Republicans want Trump as their nominee in 2024. Politico reporter Andrew Desiderio says Trump is using the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago to his advantage. That's why... He was the one to make public the FBI search in the first place, right? Because he, he believed, and I, I think correctly, that this actually helps him with his base of voters. On Friday, the Justice Department unsealed a heavily redacted search affidavit, which showed the boxes seized included confidential, secret, and top-secret documents. Intelligence agencies say they are studying possible damage to national security. President Biden was asked about Trump's assertion that the documents were declassified. I've declassified everything in the world. I'm president. I can do it all. Come on. A federal judge is expected to appoint a special master to independently oversee a review of the material per a request from Trump's team. Some in the GOP say they're looking at suing the Biden administration over student loan forgiveness. Biden wants to erase up to $10,000 in debt for those meeting income requirements, $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. Critics say that's unfair and doesn't fix the larger problem of skyrocketing college tuition. Biden is using the 2003 HEROES Act, which gives the Education Secretary power to give students debt relief during a crisis. Deputy Director of the National Economic Council, Bharat Ramamurthy, says the White House will defend the plan in court. The president was clear from the beginning that he did not 
want to move forward on this unless it was clear that it was legally available to him. I'm Mary Sherman for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Here is another memory from the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association telethon years. A new day's 
I'm Naheem Hines, running back for the Indianapolis Colts and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14, and I watched her struggle. But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care, and they also helped kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. a quick announcement for you. The Salvation Army is hosting a family night located at 300 North Main Street in downtown Elkhart on September 6th. It's on a starts at 5:30 p.m. Um, their flyer says join us on Tuesdays for a night full of family fun, helpful skills and community. Dinner is served at 5:30. Yes, you don't have to cook. You can just come down and eat with us. At 6 p.m., there are groups for everyone. Youth groups, guitar, art, archery, and moonbeams. That's three to five years old. And an adult group, a parent small group. You can register before you come. They have a QR code. Or you can just register on your first visit. Come down to the Salvation Army on September 6th and celebrate family night with us. I'll be there with my family. I really like that church. It's a really great church. Um... They love everybody and they're looking for new members to join. So come on down. Something new? Coming up October 1st in downtown Elkhart from, on Central Green from noon to 8 will be the first Hispanic Heritage Festival celebrating our sister city, Apon, Hago, and Mexico. They are currently accepting artisan vendors for the festival. For more information, you can contact Sherry Krask at 574-295-7275 or shoot her email at sherry.krask at coei.org. That is sherry.krask at coei.org. And that will take place on October 1st in downtown Elkhart at Central Green. Hmm. Would you like to learn some valuable life-saving skills? You can participate in the Cornerstone Church of Argos and the Marshall County Amateur Radio Club. And this is an entry-level technician ham radio class. You're able to participate in hidden transmitter hunts. Get your tech license to participate in local amateur radio activities. You can make new friends while talking on area ham, VHF, and UHF repeaters. You can download the Echo Link phone app to connect with ham radio stations worldwide. Participate in the amateur radio emergency service 
and provide public service communications for special events within your community, then you become a radio, amateur, civic, civil, emergency services volunteer and provide communications to support your local emergency management agency. The dates for this will be, it will happen on Mondays, starting September 19th and running through November 7th for approximately eight weeks. And the time will be 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Located at Cornerstone Church of Ages, which is one mile west of US 31 on State Road 10. And their address is 11525 State Road 10 in Argos, Indiana. They will be using the HamBraderSchool.com technician license book for the course. The cost will be $20, $35, which includes the approved textbook. Or you can pay $15 if you already own the copy of the Basic for Beginners. To register, call Greg Hatcho, which is W9GND at 574 29730 or email MacArc at yahoo.com and that is MCARC at yahoo.com to let him know if you want to take the class. Registration payment must be received no later than Saturday, September 10th, and that is for anybody in Argos and Marshall County. Hi folks, this is Keith. How is your Monday going? I know mine right now is pretty busy at work, recording this ahead of time, so I am doing manual labor at one of the lipper plants in Elkhart County and moving windows and packing them and all that good fun stuff. Been doing it for over eight years. I hope you're enjoying this new podcast with Rachel and Sylvia and Pastor Joel and also jump in with Ron. And usually at the end of the podcast um, that I've set up, I'm going to put a more serious, thought-provoking discussion, uh, comments from Sylvia or Rachel or myself. And uh, today's going to be me. On Friday, uh, I was kind of off and on watching a movie on the Griot, and the Griot is on 16-3, or sorry, just 16-4. It's a African-American entertainment channel. Got some faith-based programs which are pretty neat on there. And there was a movie that I thought was going to be faith-based called I Before Thee. Uh, the acting wasn't perfect, but the storyline was interesting of a fellow as a firefighter and he had a wife and she had a baby. Child grew up and unfortunately, life did not go so well for this fella. He wasn't real good to the wife, he cheated on her. His wife had a complication from a pregnancy and died from that. The daughter caught leukemia and just before the movie ended, uh, father figure who had lost everything, almost like a modern-day Job, if you're familiar with that story in the Old Testament of the Bible, kind of showed himself and say, hey, uh, I'm going to live. I'm going to make through this. 
because the father was ready to commit suicide. And his best friend talked him out of it at the point. Well, just when he thought that things were going to turn around and he had a vision of his wife wanting him basically to come to Christ, come to the Lord, sort of like what you'd see in, in certain movies or Touch by an Angel, reality hits this poor guy hard and the daughter passes away. And sad to say, the guy gets so distraught that he drives his car into something, we're not sure what it was, vehicle, building, whatever, and has serious injuries and does not pull out of it. And then the guy is shown with coming out of his body and mumbling something as if he comes to the Lord and then gets reunited with his family and goes into glory land. Well, the movie actually was disturbing at the end. And that's what made me decide to do this segment of the podcast. I do evangelism, do it through music, fill in for the pastor, different churches. And so it's time for me to get a bit preachy right now. Uh, we've been talking, Sophie's been highlighting a lot of things with this gentleman who died suicide by cop and focusing on mental issues. And you know what? Suicide is definitely not the way out. There's a lot of folks that think that it is and it definitely isn't. And one thing I took out of that movie was it almost tried to justify suicide and, and there is no justification in suicide in in my opinion yes we, we can bounce back and forth about certain things like Dr. Jack Kevorkian and what he was trying to do and in some cases some people say you know I don't want to go through cancer or whatever stage 4 disease that they're in and I understand that but definitely suicide is, is not the answer, in, in, in my opinion. And I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of folks that are going to disagree with me. But to justify it, you know, yeah, life gets tough and people have disasters. But you can overcome those disasters. The other thing that bothered me on a spiritual level is the fact that this movie kind of makes it look like that a person can come to Christ once they die. And friends, and I speak the truth here that whatever choices and acceptance that you have made or not made with the Lord once you pass away, those choices now come to light. Whether you've accepted Jesus or you've rejected Jesus and blown him off, you're going to have an eternal choice. Yeah, there are people who've had out-of-body experiences, and God has given them another chance. 
I know two individuals that this has happened to. But I tell you, for majority of everybody, 99.5%, the choices that you make determine your fate. And once you die, you're bound for up or you're down one of the ways. And there's no way, once you have death, to say, hey, uh, can I choose you, Lord? Because if you haven't, I, I hate to be in your spot. Because hell is eternity, too. And yeah, folks do need to understand that. That you have a choice in coming to the Lord or not. And once you die, you can't make that second round trip. So it kind of bothered me that the movie I Before Thee made it look like you can die and still make it up into heaven without, you know, and then that did bother me. The other thing too is, I do want to say it's okay to be upset. It's okay to let the Lord know how you feel. Speak it out, even if you're mad. Just don't be apart from God and being mad at God. Or don't let your upsetness of the Lord pull you away. I know a story my second mom to me, Christine, told me that she met a lady who she prayed and prayed and prayed for her daughter to get well. And the daughter unfortunately died of a disease, cancer or something. And the lady walked away from the Lord, angry, just angry. And she didn't want to talk about God. And Christine, and I have to give this to the Lord, put this in her heart and thoughts, said, well, you know what? Your daughter is healed. And death was the only way, unfortunately, that girl needed to be healed. It wasn't one of those situations, and, and please, don't use this comment, oh, the Lord just needed her today, or, because that can turn people off. I'll use that quote from Christine, and I do believe it's true. You know, that does not aid comfort to a person who is grieving. You could turn somebody off and lose their salvation that way. You know, bad things do happen to good people. A lot of bad things happened to Job. But he still kept the faith and he didn't lose sight of God. And no matter what his wife tried to say, like curse God and die, he did not do that. He kept the faith and he was right with God. Well, I'm gonna leave you with those thoughts. Please continue to pray for the control family. And we're gonna be still focusing on mental illness and the situation there in South Bend here on New Source One, Michiana. Until then, I leave you with prayers and I leave you with peace. Thank you for listening to the podcast this morning. We're going to be doing these morning podcasts on a trial basis and see how things go. 
as we get you going throughout your morning. If you want to hear more of these awesome news stories, go to our other podcast, the Michiana 101 and Newsbeat Michiana. Michiana 101 posts uh, three times a week through Sylvia Stark, and Newsbeat Michiana posts every evening, the early part of the evening on here on Facebook through Anchor and your other podcast enjoyments. Until tomorrow, I wish you the best. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. He wants to be your Lord and Savior. Accept him. Let him enter your heart and you will have new, fresh life and life eternal. Good day, everybody.